Hello and welcome to the Feck It Fun Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. I'm Helly and I'm here to provide regular bursts of information and inspiration, some neuroscience applicable to eating disorder recovery, perhaps a few rants, but otherwise lots of positivity with a bit of a Feck It attitude, some fun and a sprinkling of fabulousness to help everyone find freedom in recovery. Hi everyone, how are you all doing? I hope that you're all doing okay out there and that you are having some wins in your own journey to overcome the eating disorder that is impacting you and your life and finding ways to beat it out of your life, bash it really, really hard each and every day that you possibly, possibly can. So I'm Helly, this is the Feck It Fun, Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. And we're here talking about restrictive eating disorders. Now, I'm sure you've heard the news already, but just in case you haven't, I have written a book and it's called Addicted to Energy Deficit. And it's all about restrictive eating disorders, what they are and how to overcome one. And yes, it is out now. It's available from all good online book retailers. So please feel free to pick up a copy because I really hope it will be a valuable resource and help you with your pursuit to bash that eating disorder out of your life. Okay, so now I've done my little plug, and sorry about that, but apparently it has to be done. I'll get on with sharing more of the information from the book to help you understand what an addiction to energy deficit, or what I consider to be a restrictive eating disorder, really is and why it's so hard to overcome. The last few episodes I've put out have included a lot of information to introduce the book, the concept of an addiction to energy deficit, some of the neuroscience, and a few more details. Um, The last episode was about rituals, So please go back and have a listen to those if you haven't already. This episode is another relatively short one and I'm just going to talk to you about withdrawal symptoms that you're likely to face, at least in part, as you work to overcome a restrictive eating disorder and you abstain from the necessary habits that you have and pull yourself out of energy deficit. So if you understand a restrictive eating disorder now to be a powerful addiction to energy deficit and that it's the same brain-based response that occurs with this form of addiction as people get with any other form of addiction, then you can understand that this means that when you give up your pursuit of the addictive drug, which in the case of a restrictive eating disorder is energy deficit, you will experience the same types of withdrawal symptoms that can occur when giving up any other form of addiction. So the withdrawal symptoms you might experience as you abstain from the pursuit of energy deficit to overcome the eating disorder can include things like high anxiety, fear and feelings of panic, high levels of agitation. You might get sleep disturbances, although of course sleep disturbances can also be caused by energy deficit. It's very possible that you might feel quite depressed 
for a while and have quite extreme mood swings from time to time. Most people, if not everybody, go through periods of time when they feel very, very irritable or even quite angry at the people around them or at the world in general. You might have feelings of just being so overwhelmed at times. Just the thought of having to get up in the morning might feel overwhelming sometimes, let alone having to cope with doing other things. As well as this, you are likely to experience times when you feel like you've got a lot of brain fog. You might experience headaches, muscle and joint stiffness, or a painful jaw. You're likely to get episodes of feeling very, very tired, high fatigue, and feelings of weakness. There can also be sensations of fevers and nausea. And while you're giving up the eating disorder, you might have urges to engage in other numbing compulsive behaviours or habits. As well as this, you might get flashbacks to the eating disorder or other painful times in your past. And in some cases, there can be thoughts of self-harm or suicide. And of course, if you do get any thoughts of self-harm or suicide or anything else, you know, to that extreme, then please make sure you seek immediate support from the appropriate services for your country. So what is it then that causes these withdrawal symptoms? Well, withdrawal symptoms, as you give up an addiction, and so as you give up a restrictive eating disorder, they arise from two brain-based systems. The first of these systems relates to the dopamine seesaw. And I discussed the dopamine seesaw in an earlier episode. So go back and have a listen to that if you haven't already, or if you need to refresh yourself on what the dopamine seesaw is. And so the way in which the dopamine seesaw causes these withdrawal symptoms could be considered as your brain's reward system seesawing down with a hard crash to a state of dopamine deficit. And low dopamine will cause feelings of low mood, agitation, lack of motivation, feelings of hopelessness and despair. Now, as I covered before when talking about the dopamine seesaw, your brain almost needs to go into this dopamine deficit state in order to allow your dopamine levels to naturally reset to the level at which they should always be. And when they do naturally reset, then those withdrawal symptoms will just start to subside naturally. And the second brain system involved in causing withdrawal symptoms is your brain's stress response system. And this is where your amygdala comes to life. So as you're probably aware, The amygdala is where your fight or flight responses lie and where they stem from. So when you stop engaging in an addictive behaviour, stress chemicals are activated and released from your amygdala. And at the same time, as you continue to disengage from the eating disorder, you will have a drop in levels of endorphins and natural opioids 
that the eating disorder keeps artificially elevated. As well as a reduction in other key anxiety-lowering chemicals, such as one called GABA. And all of this combined means you have a rise in chemicals that create a stress response and a reduction in chemicals that reduce anxiety and stress, leaving you feeling really very stressed, anxious, and probably not a lot of fun to be around. But when you can understand all of this, it can be very powerful in helping you understand why you feel like you do And so it can be somewhat reassuring to understand that these symptoms and feelings that you're going through won't last forever and they're a natural part of the process and that, you know, other people have gone through them before you and survived and you can go through them as well and you will survive. They are difficult, they are challenging, they are painful and I don't suggest you go through them without support, but you can get through them. Because at the end of the day, the incredibly painful and hard to tolerate withdrawal symptoms that can come up as you work to overcome the eating disorder are the main reason why so many people do return to old habits and behaviours, because not doing so just feels too much to tolerate. But of course, returning to old behaviours to negate the withdrawal symptoms only becomes a vicious cycle. And... Ultimately, the withdrawal symptoms only increase over time and it gets harder and harder to then disengage from the eating disorder once and for all. But the good news is that if you do manage to tolerate the withdrawal symptoms, find ways to cope with them. Your brain chemicals that are currently off balance and so creating these symptoms will naturally return to levels that will allow you to feel normal, feel calm and content without the need for compulsive behaviours or numbing substances to achieve that very natural, normal level state. And I know the next question that everybody wants an answer to is how long does withdrawal last? And I wish I could give you a blanket answer to that question and make it black and white so you could mark a date on your calendar and know that if you keep going on that date, you will feel somewhat normal. But I think you know that isn't realistic. How long withdrawal symptoms last and what symptoms you will experience will be unique to you and your circumstances. Some people sail through this process with few withdrawal symptoms. Most people experience a difficult cocktail that they find their way through. But for some, the symptoms become so painful that higher levels of support or therapy are then needed. In the case of some people, initial abstinence from eating disorder behaviours is actually met with days or even a week or two of feelings of exhilaration and highs as they go through what could be considered a honeymoon period of finally feeling free of the eating disorder. But it's more often than not, that period of time usually results sooner or later in some of the more challenging symptoms that we've talked about kicking in as the eating disorder decides that it's going to kick back for a while. Not everyone gets the honeymoon period though, and they find that the withdrawals will kick in from day one. 
So it's impossible to know what's going to happen in your case. But the more positively you can go into the process and the better prepared you are for the worse in relation to the withdrawal symptoms, the more likely you might find that you actually get through it relatively unscathed. But whatever happens, however strong your symptoms and however long they last, please know that they will end. You will get through them and it will be worth it when you are on the other side of this. So I hope that's been a little bit enlightening. I don't want it all to sound doom and gloom that you're going to go into this process and it's all going to be absolutely horrible because that's not usually the case. There are usually quite positive moments and relatively positive periods of time for most people in the process of overcoming the eating disorder alongside the more challenging moments as well. So don't see this as all doom and gloom. And at the end of the day, no matter how difficult it is, it's all for a good end. It's all to get you that free life without the eating disorder impacting your life in the future. So next episode, we're going to talk about the bit that you're probably hanging on for, which is what you need to do to overcome the eating disorder and what that might look like. In the meantime, it's just a case of carry on eating, resting, doing all the things that deep down you know that you need to do and deep, deep down I know that you want to do when the eating disorder isn't trying to persuade you otherwise. Take care. If you want to know more about me and the book, you'll find it on hellybarnes.com. You'll find the book called Addicted to Energy Deficit on most good online book retailers and I will speak to you very soon. Thank you for listening to the Feck It Fun Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. Don't forget, eating disorder recovery doesn't have to be boring and doesn't have to be serious. Now go and grab yourself some food and have a fabulous rest of the day.